0: Member only access at Paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show.
1: Seems like uh, we just started this gig, but here we are, uh, episode 20. And some of you tell me you've been uh, listening to each and every one of these, and for that, I am grateful. And I mean that uh, authentically and genuinely. Uh, you've got other things to do, uh, other interests to pursue. And I appreciate you spending uh, 30 minutes or so each week uh, when your schedule permits or you get the urge. So I really appreciate your uh, listenership and supporting the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. So today I'm definitely going to try to throw some, you know, as I always do, I'm going to try to throw some useful nuggets at you uh, and some handicapping thoughts. uh, And of course, a complimentary selection in college football somewhere in the podcast. But this week's podcast is sort of going to be a parody of sorts. Uh, and hence the title of episode 20, Now You Tell Me. As someone, uh, you know, myself, uh, who appears on Vsin, other media outlets, and, you know, I'm what some would call or might call a public handicapper, my selections are out there for the world to see. And part of that... Uh, something that, you know, it comes with the territory. I understand that. Is when you win, some people tell you you're the best thing since sliced bread. Man, you're the greatest, Paul. You guys, you're just the best handicapper in the world. Can't believe it. You're so good. But when you lose, the naysayers, and oftentimes I understand they're simply fanboys who couldn't, you know, handicap their way out of a paper bag, but they let you know about it. Man, they give you the business. They tell you how stupid you are, what were you thinking, Uh, and so forth and so on. Uh, And that's just your family. It gets worse from there. Uh, But there's always a common thread. Almost without fail, I mean almost always, they pronounce their intellectual handicapping superiority after the fact after the game's betting outcome has been decided. Damn, now you tell me. (laughs) You know, I try to be transparent. It's very important to me. I try to be accessible. Uh, You know, if a person looks very hard for my phone number, uh, they're gonna find it. And I'm gonna answer the phone if I can. Uh, If they send me an email, I'm gonna do my best to respond. Uh, If people value my opinion, or seek my advice, I'm going to do my best to answer. That's just who I am. That's what I'm going to continue to do uh, no matter, you know, where we go from here. If they post something on Twitter, uh, you know, they took their time to post it. So I'm going to take mine to answer. Uh, As more people know who I am, and and I won't say value my opinion, uh, but at least listen to it, it, it becomes a little more difficult. There's no question about it. You know, uh, but I will continue to respond to respectful inquiries, uh, insights, and opinions. I love college football, and so do you. Uh, And I value that connection, that relationship, and I will continue to do so. But damn, you know, don't text me when I put my tail on the line like I did last week and recommended Georgia Tech plus three and a half over Pitt. At home at Bobby died there in Atlanta uh, this past weekend and things aren't going right and they're going way wrong and it's not even close and as I like to say I whiffed on that one you don't have to text me or post something on the internet I know they're getting their kills uh, their tails kicked (laughs) I know they're 28 down at the half I know I look like a fool you know I have a television I've got high-speed internet it's very reliable uh, you don't need to shoot me in all caps, email or text, proclaiming, you know, what a dumb blank you are, Stone. Uh, and to think, some people value your opinion and think that you're an expert. <laughs> maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But folks, let me tell you again, and again, and maybe even again, winning is hard. Laying 11 to get back 10 has made many a man look foolish, including Paul Stone. I am not God. I have not walked on water. I have not parted the Red Sea. I think I'm a really good handicapper, uh, in my humble opinion. You know, I've won multiple major college football handicapping contests in Las Vegas, finished in the top four and a couple of more. Hope to cash again this year. And if I don't, you know, finish high in a contest this year, I'll be extremely disappointed, no question about it. But in handicapping guys and gals, there is randomness and happenstance. As I say time and time again, I can control the handicap. I can't control the result. (laughs) You know, I had a a really good weekend uh, a few weeks back, hit five or six against the number. You know, I'm feeling good. Um, Some nights maybe uh, as the results are coming in, as the ballots are being counted, maybe I don't feel that good. Maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a mid-level day, or maybe even a negative day, and I have maybe bologna or, or Vienna sausage. But on this night, having gone 5-1 and one against the spread, the unmistakable victor, the champion, I had a six-ounce filet freaking mignon cooked medium plus. To the victors go the spoils. But then I get a text. What were you thinking, Stone? Why'd you take Ball State over Wyoming? You know, sure the Cardinals got blitzed in that cowboy town, Laramie, Wyoming. But man, we had five other winners. We went five and one. And I'm being challenged on my thought process on the lone loser. And I understand it, guys. I'm not, you know, I'm not one to cry over spilt milk, you know. My wife, Abby, she, she watches me as I go through a football season, and she knows I don't really, things don't weigh heavy on me. I don't really take too much uh, into account. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm I'm inhuman. You know, things do affect me maybe a little bit, but I don't spend a whole lot of time worried about it. But, man, I almost spit out my baronades when this person was asking me about why I took Ball State over Wyoming. We went five and one. You're going to miss some. You're going to whiff some. You're going to look foolish some. That's the name of the game. But folks, let me tell you, and please, please take note. Winning ain't easy, brother. Winning is hard. Uh, Walking to the window with 11 hoping to get back 21 is risky business. It's almost a pop dream. Uh, When games are being played each Saturday, I can tell you I've got one eye on the big screen on the television. I've got the other on my sheet as I make numbers on next week's games. You always got to stay one step ahead of the book and everybody else for that matter. That's how I work. The wolf's always at the door. You always see a silhouette. That's just the way it is. You know, say it with me if you will. Winning is hard. And I think sports betting sometimes in many ways brings out the worst in human behavior and human emotion. You know, you got frustration, blame helplessness, emptiness, anger, you know, but it really shouldn't be that way. That's not, that's not the way you become a winning handicapper. You got to be level. And I've talked about this before and I'm kind of singing the same old song, but if you're trying to win, you know, you got to understand what this business is all about. Uh, You know, winning again is hard. The difference, and you have to think about this and really let it marinate and really think about it, really let it set in. The difference between Paul Stone and a woman, or a man for that matter, who walks into the back of the Westgate, the sports book there in uh, Las Vegas, just off the strip, just east of the strip, that person, if they start flipping a bright, shiny, 50 cent piece, and they flip it 300 times, the difference between them over a large sample size, their 50% heads or 50% tails between them and myself is only 5%. They're going to hit 50% on a two-sided coin over a large sample size, and I'm going to work tirelessly many, many hours a day to try to get to 55%, maybe 56% in a good year. Some will tell you something different. Maybe they're monitored, maybe they're not. I'm monitored by the sports monitor Oklahoma City. I think everybody should be uh, if they are marketing selections to the public. But if I hit 55, 56%, uh, which I've done the last five or six years collectively over that period of time, I have put a lot of work into it. I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. But that's still only 5% difference than the coin flipper. But the difference between hitting 50% again and 55 or 56% is the outhouse and the penthouse. And that's what I work to do. I hope to hit 55% over a large sample size. But it ain't easy, you know, it's far from it. Uh, I spend real, I don't say it and not do it, I spend real 80 hour weeks during football season. That's the norm, not the exception. Uh, that's what I do all the time, you know, day in and day out. Uh, sometimes I wish I could catch my breath and take a break and whatever, uh, but I really can't. I've got a schedule. I've got things that I do on Sunday, on Monday, on Tuesday. Every day has a plan. Every day has a, uh, a schedule. It has a maybe not a minute by minute schedule, uh, but it has a uh, plan that I have to adhere to. You know, you've got to, uh, a lot of times you go, you know, three and three, three and four, four and three, and then you hit that six and one. And that's what makes the difference. This is no different than the stock market. This is no different than uh, any long-term investment. A lot of people get caught up in the short-term results, and I understand that. But this is a long-term endeavor if you're doing it as I am to try to be profitable over the long-term. I don't want to say this to too many people because it doesn't come out right, but I don't really care about the result. I care about the process. If I am master of the process, if I do what I'm supposed to do, if I uncover the nuggets I'm supposed to uncover, if I read all the articles, if I scour all the statistics that are pertinent, then it's going to work out. It's all going to come out even in the wash. So I'm concerned about the process. I'm kind of like Nick Saban. Not that I'm as good as Nick Saban, but that's what I try to aspire. To be like Nick Saban in terms of the process. You don't really think, when you're trying to be the best, you don't really think about the result, but rather you think about the effort. You think about what you're doing. You think about the target. You think about the process. You think about getting up early, not getting up late. You think about doing one more rep not one less rep. So again, folks, winning ain't easy. If you're going to call me, if you're going to text me, you're going to email me, please do it before the game, not after. <laughs> and I say that jokingly. I know it's just the nature of the beast. Uh, you know, if you wait until the outcome is obvious for all to see, then, you know, I guess we can all make our own judgments on that. Uh, but, uh You know, let me know beforehand if you disagree with me. And some people, you know, there have been a couple of people do that, not many, but occasionally some people do ask me about a selection before uh, a pick that I've made, maybe on the radio or whatever, before the fact. But let me know before the game because after the game we all know what's happened and that's, you know, just kind of the way it is. I'm going to go over just a few nuggets here, just a few little tidbits that I picked up as I went about handicapping this week's card. And again, today is Tuesday, October 5th. Uh, It's about 7.15 p.m. Central uh, as we record this podcast, the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, episode 20. Before I go to the the nuggets, let me tell you again, I am Paul Stone. You can go to my website, uh, paulstonesports.org. Again, paulstonesports.org. You can see what packages I have to offer. Uh, Entering October, uh, I am now 20-11 and against the spread. I believe that's 65%. We're going to try to keep it going. I'd like to have a a good week this week. But, again, we're just going to work the process and hope that it all comes out uh, as it should at the end of the season. But uh, please go to my website if you wish. Again, paulstonesports.org, my Twitter handle, at paulstonesports. And you can also email me at paulstonesports at gmail.com. A couple of nuggets again, Clemson. For the first time since 2014, they are out of the top 25. Certainly in the offseason, I talked about the the possibility of Clemson and some other Blue Bloods maybe being a little bit down this year, maybe not necessarily making the playoff again this year. I didn't think Clemson was going to be as challenged offensively as the Tigers have been, Uh, the play of – their quarterback, DJ Unga Alagale, um, that wasn't even close, but you know, it's the best I can do. But <laughs> you, or DJ U, whatever you want to call him, his play at quarterback uh, has been uh, kind of a head scratcher. I know he didn't have the weapons that he's had in the past, didn't quite have the experience at wide receiver. Uh, the loss of Travis Etienne uh, was, was certainly critical. Uh, They're not the same team. They had true freshman Will Shipley step in, not replacing ETN's production, but attempting to, and now he's out, and there are many other injuries throughout Clemson's starting lineup uh, and their contributing lineup, contributing players. So Clemson out of the top 25 for the first time since year 2014. Penn State, very interesting uh, that last year they started the year 0-5 0 and five in the pandemic season 2020, they start 2021 five and zero. So from 0 and five to five and zero are the Penn State Nittany Lions. They traveled to Kinnick Stadium uh, this week in Iowa City, uh, Iowa to play uh, Iowa. Iowa currently laying two and a half over Penn State. Going to be one of the big games on the card this weekend. Uh, the card on Saturday, October 9th. And, again, I'm not trying to – you know, I'm just trying to issue opinions. Again, I'm wrong all the time. I could be wrong again. I don't think either one of these teams is playoff worthy. I don't think either one of these teams will ultimately make the playoff. Uh, This is certainly what will be billed as kind of a playoff elimination game. But I don't think either one of these teams has the quarterback play or the offense to ultimately qualify for the four-team college playoff. But it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great atmosphere. Uh, And if one of them makes it, you know, so be it. You know, I've been, again, wrong before. I'll be wrong again, but that's just my opinion. We'll go to the Southeastern Conference, the West Division to be specific, Uh, and to the $75 million man to be more specific, Texas A&M head football coach Jimbo Fisher, who replaced Kevin Sumlin. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, uh, when A&M hired him, I believe his initial contract was $75 million over 10 years. Uh, they've since added, uh, they've uh, added years to that contract. Probably, uh, you know, the money's even greater now than it was initially. But through 41 games, Jimbo Fisher, after last weekend's loss there at Kyle Field, the Mississippi State, Jimbo Fisher, 29-12. and 12, uh, They ran off Kevin Sumlin to hire Jimbo. Jimbo, 29-12 and 12 through 41 games. Kevin Sumlin through 41 games was 30. And 11 so kevin sumlin uh, one game better than jimbo uh through 41 games kevin sumlin was 30 and 11 jimbo fisher now 29 and 12. looking at a game in the conference usa to be staged in bowling green kentucky this weekend kind of interesting in my mind you got texas san antonio uh, which is undefeated at 5-0. and oh. uh, Four of those opponents have been FBS opponents, so they are 4-0 and oh against FBS opponents, 5-0 and oh overall. They travel to Bowling Green to play the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers who are throwing the ball all over the yard uh, with a contingent of transfers from Houston Baptist University, including quarterback Bailey Zappi. Uh, Western Kentucky only 1-3 on the season, uh, versus 5-0 and Texas-San Antonio. Uh, Western Kentucky's one victory was over an FCS team, so they're actually 0-3 against FBS opponents, and it's certainly been uh, a challenging FBS schedule. They have, uh, the last two weeks, they played two Big Ten teams. Uh, they hosted uh, Indiana a couple of weeks ago, and then they traveled to East Lansing to play Michigan State this past weekend But Texas-San Antonio, 4-0 against FBS opponents. Western Kentucky, 0-3 against FBS opponents. And Western Kentucky favored by 3.5 over the Roadrunners. So Western Kentucky, (laughs) again, winless against FBS opponents. Facing a team that's undefeated against FBS opponents uh, in the month of October. And the winless team against FBS teams, Western Kentucky, favored by three and a half, you look at uh, UTEP, uh, UTEP, Texas El Paso, also that same conference, Conference USA, they are four and one on the year. Um, might make a bowl game this year, they're in good position. I would say, if given one choice, will they make a bowl game? Will they fail to make a bowl game? I'm going to say the miners do indeed qualify for a bowl game in the 2021 season. They have lost several in a row, but the last time that Texas El Paso won a bowl game was way back in 1967. So over 50 years since UTEP has won a bowl game, uh, and it's going to be uh, very interesting to see uh, if they do indeed qualify. First of all, for a bowl game, and then win the bowl game, snapping a 54-year uh, 54-year streak of not having won a bowl game. Now for your complimentary selection to wrap things up uh, today on Tuesday, October 5th, episode 20 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, Now You Tell Me. We're going to go to a game that's going to be played uh, in Pullman, Washington. going to start, I believe, on Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, Oregon State. The Beavers going into Pullman to face Washington State. Uh, In a Pac-12 game, game scheduled again to kick off at 1 p.m. Pacific, Uh, this Oregon State team, both teams actually off of victories. Uh, Oregon State uh, last week uh, beat Washington, uh, and then uh, Washington State uh, defeated Cal. So both teams off of victory. You look at Oregon State since the start of the 2019 season under former Oregon State quarterback Jonathan Smith. Now, Oregon State head coach Jonathan Smith. Since the start of 2019, Oregon State 16-7 and against the spread. Uh, they are a money-making machine. Uh, Washington State, last uh, week they did get the victory over Cal 21-6. But they only gained 332 yards total. I'm not really high on this Nick Rolovich Cougar team. Uh, I think Oregon State, even though they've made a lot of their hay the last few years as the underdog, and now they're being cast in the role of favorite. I like this Oregon State team. I think Oregon State's going to go into Pullman and get the victory. You could get three a little bit earlier in the week. Today, as we speak, it's universally three and a half. But I still recommend Oregon State. I think Oregon State goes into Pullman, Washington, takes care of Washington State by six or more points. Take Oregon State, lay the three and a half. Over Washington State Saturday in Pullman. Well, I appreciate you guys again uh, joining me um, and humoring me this week. Uh, just kind of a, again a parody, of this kind of poking fun at the way this thing works. And you know, you under, kind of kind of understand the way it goes. Social media is a uh, entity and an animal of its own, and we certainly recognize that. I'm gonna try to treat people the same, whether I'm communicating with them on social media or whether I'm communicating with them. Face-to-face, you know, that's just my style, that's my demeanor. Uh, That's the way, uh, you know, I'm going to do things, but uh, I know that's not, uh, you know, not everybody's creed, and I'm not, you know, again, I've got other things to do, so I don't bask in it too much, but it's just kind of funny. If you're going to give me a call, if you don't like one of my picks, if you think I'm on the wrong side, again, call me before the game. Don't call me after the game when the result has been decided. You guys have a great week. College football is the greatest sport in the world. It was yesterday. It will be today and it will be tomorrow. And you guys have a great week. And again, I am Paul Stone signing off on episode 20 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast.
0: Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast.